0: and all the years that i've i've done this some of the best dressed men and women and we do work with men as well yes. actually have the least amount of clothes and what i've learned from these amazing leaders a lot of them is they go slow to go fast. So they carve the time to make sure that they they have what they need and that it's accessible and organized in a way that makes them go fast. So I have always learned from them and from myself, because I tend to be a minimalist, even though I love clothes. It's again, step number one, a lot with people, is helping them part with the things that no longer owe them a nickel, and they're actually holding them back from being the best version of themselves today.
1: Hey, friends, welcome to The Good Life with Michelle Lamoureux, a show for women in midlife who want to live happier, healthier, and more meaningful lives. I'm your host, Michelle Lamoureux, a self-love coach and the author of design a life you love. And together, we're going to be doing just that. Each week, I bring on world-class experts, best-selling authors, leading entrepreneurs, and also do solo casts with the intention of inviting you to get connected to what you really desire from your life. This show is produced with love every week. There's inspiration and actionable tips in every episode because I want to see women playing a starring role in their lives instead of living on the sidelines. Be sure to join the Good Life Community newsletter over at thegoodlifecoach.com for more inspiration and tips to live your best midlife. And make sure you're following the show on your favorite podcast player. I'm so glad that you're here. Hey friends, it's Michelle Lamoureux and welcome back. Today, we're gonna learn seven ways not to give up on your style with style consultant, Mary Lou Andre. Mary Lou is an author and a frequent speaker at women's conferences and runs a team of stylists who provide wardrobe consulting and personal branding services for executives, entrepreneurs, politicians, media personalities, and people who are just starting their careers. Um, We had so much fun with Mary Lou back on last year where we talked about a simple five-step process for getting organized and feeling our best. But today we're going to talk about what kind of holds us back and how to really frame this so that we don't just pull whatever we see in front of us and run out the door every day because that's easier. So welcome back, Mary Lou. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, well how long have you been at this now, Mary though?
0: Oh my goodness. Um over 25 years, Michelle. I was I was 10 when I started. Uh yeah, this I definitely am an, an example of um do what you love and the career will follow. Kind of created it myself, but no turning back now. It's been a phenomenal journey and I Always um, just get so much joy out of the fact that, yes, fashion styles come and go, but an organized approach and the basic principles really never go out of style in terms of helping people really own their style in a way that works for them over the many different chapters of their lives.
1: Yes. And that's what I appreciate about you. You really focus on being organized. It's very systematic Mm -hmm. and thoughtful, a very thoughtful approach to getting ready, which The women listening to this show are very bright and organized. Well, mostly organized. I have my moments, (laughs) Um, but they want to be, you know, organized around this stuff. And once they know what to do, they can do it. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, which is why I'm so excited. Um, Okay. So um, there's seven steps and we're going to get into them. I will link in the show notes, the very first interview we did, because that was a great one. And also people can hear about your journey. You're talking about doing what you love. And we talk a lot about that on the show. And I think that's really important. And you've been able to make a career really utilizing your strengths, which is when work is our play. And that's such a gift. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, for the for your listeners, the first episode too did walk through our dressing well methodology, which is our five core steps, and that has never changed. And that is like the holy grail here. What I thought I would do today is really kind of debunk the myths out there. Like I hear all the time you're either born with a gene or you're not, and this is hopeless. And it really isn't. And um, as you mentioned, Michelle, we have made a science out of this. And I get um I still, my favorite thing to do is to debunk these myths and let anybody know in your listening audience that it's really about slowing the conversation down, getting, uh, like everything else in life, resetting your mindset when it comes to style and shopping and clothes and all that good stuff, and knowing that you too can show up in a way that is uniquely you and feel the power of that. You know, at the end of the day, what, you know, I could sit and talk about style and fashion all day long. It's it's a very creative outlet for me. But what we're really talking about is confidence and energy and creating that in your life through the power of presence.
1: Oh, I love that. The power of presence and what we put on every day is telling a story and hopefully it's resonating and reflecting the insides of who we are, right? right. It's, it's really showing. So we do feel confident when we step out that door. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's start with number one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, there's a myth that people think that they can't figure this stuff out, right? That it cannot be taught. Is that true?
0: Correct. And tip number one that I put together for the show today is believe Style can be taught, like really believe it because it can. We approach this whole process. And again, part of the success of the company all these years, we work with fashionistas. We work with people that are really struggling. We work with people that are really being held back on their, in their career because the way that they're showing up is not sending a a message that they're ready for the next level that, um, that they've arrived in to really own that next journey. in their their career. And where I always start is with such positivity, Michelle. Believe this can be taught. And we meet people where they're at on this style journey. And a lot of times we consider ourselves professional contractors. We're going to start with a base and then we're going to build. And when you present it that way, you can literally see the light bulbs going off. So you take people that again, have been mystified their whole life about using this particular tool. And it's a tool. It's a yes. tool of confidence is what we're really talking about. And again, energy and belonging and feeling great about yourself and celebrating life's special occasions in a way that makes you feel your personal best. But it's really about believing that this magic can be yours too. So that's number one.
1: I love that. And it's funny. Did you watch Ted Lasso? Oh, of course. Okay. So if you haven't Coach Ted Lasso has in the locker room of the soccer team, or they would call it football in Europe, the sign believe, and I've been reflecting on the word believe, and you talked about mindset when we first started mm-hmm. the mindset of belief, believing that this is accessible to you, you don't have this style gene that you're born with, that right. anyone this is accessible, I think is so important. So you talked about that foundation, right? So the mm-hmm. foundation is the belief that you can access you can learn this and be successful at pulling yourself together and have fun with it
0: right. and And again, I've created an entire career on this belief and helping people learn it and when we work with somebody one-on-one it's not like we're going to do it for you and then you're on your own again it's meeting them where they're at seeing where the challenges are and then giving them the tools to build in a way that makes sense for who they are their lifestyle their budget their size their shape but again i always believe it i whenever I talk to anybody, I know that I can help them move the needle. A lot of times they don't believe it. So it's taking them by the hand with a big smile and breaking it down into action steps. And the cool thing about our process and our work is you get a result immediately. I can go to someone's home at 9 a.m. in the morning and by noon have a pretty big result, which actually leads into. um Number two, which I'd like to debunk, so many people think you need a ton of clothes, Michelle, to be well-dressed. And that just isn't the case. So number two is understand that more is not always better. And all the years that I've I've done this... um, some of the best dressed men and women, and we do work with men as well, actually have the least amount of clothes. And what I've learned from these amazing leaders, a lot of them, is they go slow to go fast so they carve the time to make sure that they're they have what they need and that it's accessible and organized in a way that makes them go fast so i have always learned from them and from myself because i tend to be a minimalist even though i love clothes it's again step number 1 a lot with people is helping them part with the things that no longer owe them a nickel and they're actually holding them back From being the best version of themselves today, slowing them down in the morning. So many people say, I have thousands of dollars worth of clothes and I still can't get dressed. And if you think thousands sounds like a big number, get in there with the mistakes, the alterations, the duplicates. It can be a very (laughs) expensive game if not played wisely. And one of my favorite pieces of the puzzle is helping people get rid of things and retire them with respect, Michelle, not getting a trash bag and ditching them, yeah. but actually repurposing them and freeing them from the mistakes, the corporate uniform that no longer makes sense in their life, the college clothes that no longer makes sense. But picking out the gems, having a conversation. A lot of times, we thank them for their service. They got you where you are today, yes. and then really helping people understand that all that stuff isn't actually better when your goal is to face each day in a way that sets you up to succeed.
1: Yeah, it's like a little bit of the Marie Kondo, right? To <laughs> thank oh, the clothes yeah. and send love it her. off. Yep. Yeah, I love that so much. And um, what? Do people struggle with here though? Like, is it not knowing what to keep and what to let go? Or do people know, like, I do they kind of know that things are they've never put the thing on or they've never felt good in it anyway? Like,
0: yeah, I think, like anything else, Michelle, having you know, when you hire a company like us or grab your best girlfriend, accountability is such a big thing. Yeah. I think a lot of us get, when we're going through, we know some stuff should go, but we get stuck on it. So, you know, we do have a criteria. We ask, you know, when's the last time you wore it? And then we always, when we start in our first episode together, really was on the methodology. But step number one is tying your wardrobes to your current lifestyle. So when I'm there and I'm seeing different lives appear, I go right back to how I started with who are you today? And let's have the clothes work better for you. So, yes, people get stuck on, oh, I paid money for that or I loved it at Mm -hmm. one point in my life. But if the goal is to do more with less, paring down and feeling really good about what you do with those things is step number one.
1: Okay. And I love that. Who are you today? So if your closet's mm-hmm. telling multiple stories and it's very confusing, it's time to ask yourself that question. Um, princess Kate, you know, they'll show celebrities or like the princess wearing something more than once. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think, oh, new occasion, new dress. Just speak to this a little bit in terms of like repurposing. If you're having that more edited wardrobe. How that comes into play?
0: Yeah, and I guess that leads into our tip number three that we oh, put perfect today, which yeah. is uh, no pre planning is key. So I was just talking to a friend. I think it was over the weekend, and we live in this consumer nation. You know, you just like get an invitation to something and you run to the mall, but. Where we're at, like with our private clients in January, we're talking about what's going on in the summer. We're talking about maybe they have, you know, a conference that they go to every March. Are you speaking at it? Are you just attending? Can we repurpose what you wore last year? Can we use those same black pants and pop a new top on it? So I'm always going back to what you have. What's your time like in the current moment? What's your budget like in the current moment? Like, you know, I know last year I had my two kids graduating, so I was, I spent more. I had two boys graduate, I have twins. You know, there was a little bit more being spent on the wardrobe last spring. And then I might have a summer like this summer with not much going on. I do have a wedding and I'm like, you know, I'm going to wear one of the dresses that I wore to the graduation. So, yeah, it's looking at the calendar and treating wardrobe. How we coach is we treat wardrobe like, you know, again, one of your secret weapons and the time where you're going to overspend and get that closet packed is when you go into panic mode, you think you don't have something. I love to start with a little bit more control. And even in my own life, Michelle, if I have a wedding come up, the minute the first thing I do when I get the invitation is I set time to look at what I have. Yeah. And I might hold it as a placeholder. I might say, oh, this navy dress is is great. If I don't find anything better, you know, I've got a really good fallback. Or, you know, this is my niece's wedding and I'm, um, you know, d- giving a toast or whatever. I really want to have something very special for that. So it's mm. when you don't give yourself the time, you lose control of the choice.
1: Yeah. And I just ran into this with my daughter's middle school graduation. I haven't done the, I didn't do the planning and it was just such a busy end of year. And I looked at my closet and I didn't have that go-to dress. I didn't have it. And I was like, this is is actually partially, Mary Lou, you appreciate this, having moved from Boston to San Diego, and it's so casual here, that the way that I, the life that I lived for and dressed for, even casually in Boston, is different than how I show up here. And I was like, oh, lesson to self. Like, I don't ever want to be in that position again, where I put something on like a pretty blouse I had and blazer, but I did it with jeans and that's not what I wanted to wear. But part of this is going to go into the next one. If we're ready for that, because it's Mm -hmm. also the embracing your shape. And, you know, we've been talking a lot on my show about perimenopause and menopause and suddenly your body's shifting and all my go-to dresses just don't fit the same. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel great in them, but it happens sort of. You just sneaks up on you
0: overnight. And it happens, yeah. It
1: literally feels it like it happens overnight. And I was like, Oh shoot. I used to just rely on those go-to dresses and I couldn't. And right. so I've got some, some planning to do. So talk to us about
0: number four. Yeah. I mean, everything shifted to, um, post-pandemic. I mean, oh, yeah. just, you remember, on the scale, I mean, we're all sitting more. So things have definitely shifted. <laughs> that and was part of it. Power, you <laughs> know, that is the power of the planning is yeah. to get in and try things on before the night before your daughter's graduation. Of course.
1: You and the, I did it for her. We were planning. I, she had three different dresses. Always, yes. you know, one of
0: the things, you know, we've talked before, Michelle, too, is, you know, one of the really benefits of the work that I do is I get a um, front row seat to how some of these really successful leaders live their life. Yeah. And our client, you know, again, they're pre-planning. I have a group of women that are on my, they'll call me January 1 to get all of their, uh, they'll schedule me in, which is so awesome. And it, and it speaks to how much they don't want to uh, risk things when the stakes are high. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing is the preprinting. but let's just have a real conversation about our bodies yeah. and what happens when we hit a certain age. Yeah. So if this is number four. Needs to right? fit you, Michelle. The yes. clothing needs to fit you. Yeah. You don't need to fit the clothes. So if you have to cut all those size labels out to feel better, then cut them out. I say that to people and I haven't had one person that's handed me the scissors because usually I'm just saying it to make the point and they get it. And then you have to just take a hard, good look at your body and again, thank your body. It got you where you are today. It is housing your spirit and your energy. And I have so many people that come through here that will say oh, I'm going to wait to work with you guys or wait to sign up to your class till I'm the perfect weight. And yep. I am like, time out. We're going to embrace where you are today because the honest to God's truth and I've been coaching in this space for a very long time. When you start feeling good in your clothes today, yeah, you're oftentimes motivated to eat better go for a walk, stick to that exercise plan. So yes. what I always say, why wait? And then part of the process is, and today a lot of the styles are more shape, even the dresses, we all wore those like fitted dresses. And today there's much more volume, there's much more wiggle room. So getting a couple of dresses, even for the summertime um, that really cover, but make you feel jazzy, make you feel cool and comfortable and that's where spending on a few new things is great. And I always challenge people to, to what, what do you really love about yourself? And this is where men and women are very different. A man can rattle those things off super fast. Women <laughs> work so hard in ourselves. So if you love your ankles and your feet, or you don't like your ankles and your feet, what, what do you love? My beautiful blue eyes. Let's pick colors and fabrics that are going to make those eyes sparkle. Um, so that's where we approach it, but the real work is going back and downsizing and get rid of the things that used to fit. Even if they don't, if you don't want to remove them from the home, remove them out of your everyday closet, everything in your day-to-day closet. And I'm a stickler for this when I'm coaching. It's got to fit your lifestyle. Again, you may have had a job and now you're home working, or you may have been, um, at home with kids and now you're back to a job. Wherever you are, you may have had a corporate job and now you're in retirement and you wanna embrace that chapter. Everything in that closet should fit how you live, your body today, and you've gotta love the stuff. So if it's a style that's not you, repurpose it, retire it. That's the name of the game and that's where we start and that's also part of that embracing who you are today.
1: Yeah, so that embracing your shape for number four. But let me just stay on this for a second because when you were talking, I was thinking about the fact that in some ways there's a role of a therapist that's happening, kind of informally, because there's there can be sadness or like a letting go of a maybe a happy time in your life, or you know what I mean. There's a lot, a lot with the clothes. The clothes were, you know, you're dressing for who you are today, but those clothes were telling a story of who you are they're telling a story of who you want to become. You know what I mean? There might be pieces that are still a part of your story. So talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. that, the emotional aspects of that, because it's not just like, you know, okay, yeah, I spent too much on this dress. I don't want to let it go. There may be like a story attached of who you were with that dress or that look
0: yeah so in my own life i have a closet in a spare bedroom that i have all my favorite things and boy am i glad that i saved them because as you know i do a popular facebook live show every week and i bring those <laughs> things out and i tell the stories and people go crazy like i had when my boys i was pregnant with twins and i i had a I had to speak in downtown boston and i had to have you know, it was on my third round of maternity clothes at that point. So there's, I had something custom made that I will never get rid of. I've saved, you know, the, the suit that I got my first job in. And there's just a couple, I have a little shift dress that's so cute that I wore my honeymoon. So yes, I don't ever tell people to um, just get rid of for the sake of getting rid of. If some people are ready, I do. But it, again, it's, it's casting, a, it's, it's repurposing and reorganizing and retiring r- with respect. Yes. And the biggest challenge though, Michelle is just to get it out of that day to day wardrobe because yeah. there's something, there's a false inventory that happens. Like I just worked with a client who I've worked with for many, many years, she's a television reporter here in Boston. Yeah. And I finally said to her, and she's no longer on air and she had all of those clothes, which or beautiful and served her so well. And she's in a new chapter. And she's like, how can I possibly need more clothes when I have all this beautiful things? And I said, because you have not retired that lifestyle and you now have a false inventory. Like you feel like you have a lot to wear, but you really don't. So I brought one of my colleagues over with me. We spent the whole day and we created a new space in her attic Um, to put these things. She did get rid of half of it, which was awesome. And then what we discovered was she really didn't have a lot that she loved. And now she's excited to shop. She actually hasn't shopped in a really long time. She was kind of just holding out. Um, But that's the power of the coaching, the therapy too. I agree with you. And nobody can work for our team without a really intuitive, empathetic, nature. You have to be a connector. You need to know when somebody's ready and when they're not. And what I really love as a coach in this space is I love being on the journey. And I love working with somebody like I'm thinking of somebody right now that is such a fashionista. And 10 years ago, basically crying, saying, I can't do this at this weight. And she's one of the best dressed women I know. And she's still at the same weight. It wasn't like she had to wave a magic wand. She had to accept And then use what she had, which was a tremendous personality, which was a tremendous life force, and have the clothes complement her. And she had to learn the techniques. And she is definitely a bigger woman wearing really small accessories, like we bumped up her handbag, bumped up her, and now her her scarves and her accessories, which she didn't wasn't even using. Are coming out in full force and it's the confidence again and the energy so that goes back to having things in your front and center closet that actually work for you today and then putting things that have a story attached but not all of it michelle some of it does need to go
1: Thank you for covering all that and for the stories. And I think for the TV reporter that you spoke about, the fact that she thought she had all those clothes, I can relate to. And I like to shop, you know, yeah, I, I don't do. have a tr- I, I know you I do. do. <laughs> I do, I like to shop. But so it's just interesting. It's what you're also, what you're prioritizing. Before we move on to number five, just quickly, because so many of the women, it's like the midsection. What styles mm-hmm. look good when the weight is shifted to you know you don't have the flat belly anymore there's a little yeah. bit of stuff going on there in the hips what what styles tend to look good for dresses let's say or tops
0: yeah. well, or you want yeah. you want to pick fabrics that float away from the body instead of grabbing the body so that's that's number 1 if I'm working with someone and they have all these tops that are really tight they feel tight never mind how they look it's again we start with the inside first so if it's a really nice shirt for instance with buttons I might put like even looking at the pretty top you have on in the red I might put like a white shell underneath it and then not button it so you know I'm very sensitive to people um they liking color, um, loving their clothes. So I, my favorite part of the process, believe me, is is the closet piece. I love seeing what people have, and I love like shaking it up in there. Um, obviously, if you've got really nice, like I know women that have thinner legs and thinner arms, and they that's kind of an apple shape, and they cover, cover the you know carry their weight in the middle. Um, you know, getting like um, I might shorten the. The, the dress a little bit to show off the legs so it's always playing with the proportions and it's yeah. calling attention to the areas that you're comfortable with yeah. and camouflaging the rest and you know dark is a minimizer uh, Michelle bright is a maximizer so if a woman's wearing a lot of white t-shirts and you're, and it's really not as flattering as it may have been I might shift them into darker t-shirts if that's a look that they like. So it's re-educating with color, fabric, shapes, and then calling it, and it might be alterations as well, so that you are giving yourself more room. You know, some people, they'll put the weight on in the waist, and their legs are still pretty slim. So they've got to go up a size in a pant, but then trimming the sides so that it's comfortable in the waist, and then having that nice flattering line through through the leg, for instance.
1: Yeah, and like what you said, loving what you see and really honoring the body that's carrying you is so key with all of that. But there's ways to feel good about Body changes. Um, yeah. so this may be leading into number five. So what do what do we have for the next one?
0: Yeah, commit to fit. So once you really embrace your shape and you identify what you love and what you might want to conceal. Like one of my neighbors at the Cape a couple of week of Memorial Day weekend, she's like, I hate my feet. What do you got for me? And I'm like, <laughs> sneakers. Okay, that's what I got for you. Aspedrills with a closed. T- Like there's so many solutions that are stylish and that that category keeps growing. So once you really embrace again what you love and what you might want to conceal, committing to fit is finding the brands and the sizes that are unique to you. And Michelle, as a woman who loves to shop, and I love to shop as well, you know that you could be a size 10 in one brand and a size 14 in another brand. So it's training your eye to understand the shapes of clothes and then getting brand loyal. Can't tell you how many women I'll, you know, slip into Talbot, slip into Chico's, just because I know that there's a more generous cut to the bottom. And even if they say, I don't want to, you know, look one brand, I'm like, we, I got it. Let's just get that goes back to how I opened that professional contractor getting those basic pieces that fit and feel good to ground the look. Yes. and using color and scarves and texture, and shopping in your own closet. You know, a lot of times when somebody calls and, and says, "You know, I can't get to rest. I, I haven't." I really just need a, a refresh. A lot of times they haven't refreshed the base pieces that are going to give them that more modern flair, yes. like white jean and yes. a cut that's modern. So yes. adding like, you know, for a lot of women, it might be a dark rinse jean, darker. So it's going to be more camouflaging on the bottom than a white jean, for instance, and just getting them in that wonderful cut that's, that's perfect for them. And you, Again, you see the light bulb and then sometimes going back to the closet, many things that they own work better with that one adjustment.
1: I love it. And I think it's, you know, committing to a brand. If you know that their pants, their jeans fit you. hmm. Good start. That's, that's good. Don't don't make it harder than it needs to be. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so take us into six. Thinking like an artist. What does that mean,
0: Mary Lou? Yeah. So thinking like an artist is again when when you kind of go through our five step methodology. Step number one is who am I today? And kind of doing your lifestyle chart that makes sense in so many other areas of life. But yes, I do. How much do I exercise work, work from home with children, socialize, and of course, the lines have blurred a lot. You don't need as many categories of dress as you once did, and especially if you're working outside the home. So that's part of our like, mindset reshift is, wow, I can really wear the same things out to dinner with friends that I can wear to work, that I can wear to religious ceremony to a bridal shower. So that's like number one. Yeah, number two is really, you know, the organization piece that I've I've talked to you about. And by the way, clothing is a big part of self-care for me. This is kind of a new one that I've been talking about, Michelle. I can go up and play in my closet, go to the mall, even if I'm not spending the colors and textures and clothing and fashion really inspires me in a lot of ways. So I am going to have more clothes than somebody that really is challenged by having too many, but it's how you get organized. And step number three is what we've already talked about. It's really all about the fit. It's the fit fabric function. And then flair is the artist piece. So once you have the base neutrals that fit, when I say think of think of yourself as an artist or embrace that mentality. That's again, when a huge light bulb goes out, for instance, if I'm working with somebody and I don't have access to a store yeah. I'm in the closet, and this is, this is, a, I can give an example because this just happened. Please. Yeah. A wonderful client in Newport, Rhode Island, business owner, jazzy, you know, so much of her brand is her personal brand is current thinker, you know, um, uh, fashionable, and she was going to a really um, special birthday party, fiftieth birthday party, and she was stuck, just like you probably were for your daughter's um, um, graduation. yeah, graduation, yeah, uh, yeah. She was like, "Oh my goodness!" and and we we were out of time, like you mm. know, there was no time. So I said, "Put that black." dress on. And she goes, Oh, I wear that to work. And I'm like, it fits. It's awesome. We're not putting a jacket with it. We ended up putting really great. It was black really fun. Ju- I'm like, show me your jewelry. She had a shawl. She had really awesome sandals mm. and, and it was also thinking it was like, it's in Newport, it's June. It could still be really cold, which it has been really cold. So black ended up being a good choice. It was sleeveless, a shawl that she had. Nice. She's blonde. It, we put hot pink. We had a pair of really nice neutral sandals. So it didn't look like black palms, black dress, like she was going to work. Right. And Fit. and that's what i mean about treat you know approaching it like an artist that black je- dress became think of an artist he or she starts with a very blank canvas it's what yes you to it that's the eye pop just by putting the hot pink putting the jazzy sandals and um the jewelry she was a appropriately dressed and she's like I felt amazing and she, I said yeah the reason you felt amazing is because it was like going with a good friend on even though she had to shift her mindset again like that's what I wear for work and that's what we're really good at we rob from every different category but what I needed to start with was something that fit her well fit is always number one yes fabrics you know she was gonna she needed it could be hot it could be you know, it was a lightweight wool, so it worked in both climates, and then using what she already has, which makes most and she would have never have thought of that. You know, it's like so obvious to me. Oh, and right. that's the other thing is if I'm working with um, say somebody that's really challenged with their weight, and which is a lot of women, and that midsection is real. I might, you know, let me think of Eileen Fisher, uh, Chico's. I might put a simple black, it doesn't always have to be black, let Get off. Maybe it's um, turquoise this time yeah. of year. Yeah, I might be a turquoise top and a turquoise bottom, all one color, monochromatic, which is more slimming. Creates very vertical as as opposed to horizontal lines through the. Yes, and then again, that's my. You know, somebody might feel really good about their feet. I'll say, go get a pedicure. Let's get some sandals. If they've got turquoise, maybe we do coral sandals. The scarves too, Michelle, for people that are trying to hide that mid-weight, I always say, go on a scarf diet. If you have a beautiful scarf that you can drape it just hides a multiple of sins. So that's what I mean about a professional artist is, is sticking and can, white is really big right now. I'm doing a lot with white and cream and mixing that up. And mm-hmm. I had a recently, she said, I can't wear all white. And I was like, yes, you can. We're gonna, it actually, it translates just like black or a darker color does. It's all one color, which is going to be inherently more slimming. And then with her, We added a lot of, um, that's a newer trend right now, is white and cream. And instead of black accessories, you're seeing a lot of brown. So we ended up landing the look with a really cool, I think they were Chloe. They were gorgeous brown sandals with a block heel that she hardly wore, by the way. They were so stunning. Mm. And they had a little bit of red in them. And I threw on a red bag for her. So she had the cream and the white and the brown shoe, a little bit of red, red bag, but that's the artist's part, and mm. you can't get there, Michelle, until you do the hard work. Like even we sell our um, methodology in a self-study um, for any of your viewers. It's it's a very in a affordable way to get started on our methodology. And I always tell people don't skip the steps because we start with organizing the wardrobe. We then go into training your eye to understand the sizes and shapes. And by the time we get to the artist part, like if you've missed the cleaning out the closet, you're not going to get the full benefit of yes. purposing your clothes.
1: Yeah, because it truly is a methodology. If you skip a step, you're missing a critical piece, then you're never going to feel fully pulled pulled together or have what you need. Um the think like an artist. Now, I know in the first interview, people can go back. Like I said, it'll be linked in mm-hmm. the show notes. You talked about some of those critical pieces. But since mm-hmm. you are talking about artistry, you talked about scarves, sandals. Are we talking having those pops of color? Just give us a couple of ideas where what maybe we should have on hand.
0: Uh, yeah, I always love to have um, a scarf in someone's closet and a color that really works well on them because I think they can use it with their winter coat here in New England. They can wear it as a coat out in California. So I like to do that. And again, I go back to organizing, Michelle. So if I go in and I see somebody with a ton of costume jewelry, and I love costume jewelry, it gives so much flair, and they're not wearing it, I'll like a light bubble go on, I'll say, okay, I've got to get to the container store. Or a lot of times I'll just take like an acrylic tray and like I'll put all the summer, like, we're in summer season. Yeah. This- I'll put all the summer accessories on there or you know there's a lot you've you've watched our live shows there's so much you can do with color so you know one of our most popular shows that we do is when I say you know celebrate yellow or use green like we did that for our St. Patrick's Day show and people went nuts all I did was I went around my in my closet my summer drawers, my winter drawers, and I just took everything out that was green, whether it was olive or emerald. And that's when you start, when things start talking to one another. Mm. So if you really want to get good at the accessory game, like put your gold jewelry together, your silver, divide and conquer, and then get your base, get a put a black dress on and start playing with it. But when you have um, things that, and, and of course, when you're working with a stylist, we'll be able to combine things that you wouldn't, like my client was like, yeah. You saw red in that shoe. Right. That red bag. And I'm like, absolutely. But for anybody just starting out, it's getting your color stories down. And another one of our tips, Michelle, and we actually have, if you, Our website is dressingwell.com. And if you put your email in there, you'll get our tips for building a capsule wardrobe. And of those 10 tips, one is pick a signature color every season. So it might be the lovely coral that you have on. It might be turquoise. It might be yellow. Might be green is really big right now. When you pick one color in the same hue, all of a sudden you go to the beach and you've got a green bathing suit and you go to Marshall's and you see a little pair of flip-flops for $14 $14 that have the same green. So when you train your eye to like ignore the reds, ignore what else. I also love blue this time of year because it works so well. You start to ignore and kind of zero in. And that's another big part of our methodology is helping people identify the gaps. And when you organize your wardrobe by season, Then by color, we don't do color first. We like it out. Yeah, That's when you can start to shop in your own closet. And when I'm doing a public speaking event, maybe I just did this on your show. Whenever I say shop in your closet, I see people just perk up. People love that concept. And you really can't do it, it effectively if you don't have, if you haven't done the hard work, which is organizing and refreshing the basics, which for most people are jeans a comfortable pair of shoes, like a little jean jacket this time of year is wonderful to throw over, a dress, a skirt. Sneakers are really in, which are comfortable. So it doesn't take a lot. There's some sometimes people, Michelle, I'm working with them virtually or in person, and they might have five things on their list that are gonna really dramatically change how they show up.
1: I love this is so good. Okay, so we're on to um, the last one.
0: Yeah. Number seven. And it's my favorite one. Yes. And it's on yourself. Always, always. That yes. And what we've been sharing, I hope that I have effectively communicated. Owning your style starts in your closet. What are my favorite things that make me feel like a million bucks? That's where you start. Um, Parting or re- reorganizing the things that no longer work. And I, again, I, if somebody's ready to get rid of them, I'm all about that. Other people, we just put it in a different closet getting super organized, and then having the hard conversation. I really don't have anything that makes me look great. I really would like to change my style. That is a much more effective way to approach this than putting going into Nordstrom or name your big retailer. And I have many friends that work at those stores, but they are all on commission. And they are not trained the same way as an independent stylist. And also, they're not there just to serve you. They have a lot of customers. It's just a different ballgame. Some of them are very, very good, but you can also use them much more effectively when you've done the work at home and you know what you're looking for and with the exercise of going through your things and identifying what still works and what doesn't your confidence, your style gene, you build that gene. Um, Another tip too, that I always, I still do this to this day. And I've been doing this for 30 years, Michelle, honest to goodness. I'll get like catalogs. I always have them in my car. As a matter of fact, like the J Jill or the Talbots or the Nordstrom or the Neiman's, whatever. I am not a snob at all. Fashion is where you find it. And I'm all about spending the money that the person says they want to spend. I, I really believe in that. But those catalogs, someone they've spent big bucks to have those stylized. So, you know, one of my clients who's blonde, who, she's she's getting older and she loves color. She was somebody that like uh, Jay Jill, I think this year, and she doesn't even shop at J. Jill. They just were showing a lot of green. That grass green. And she's yeah. like, I love that color. And I said, look how pretty it looks with your hot pink. And she's like, I never would have thought that. So she got really excited using the mat, the catalogs to inspire her new color story, some new combinations. So that's what I mean about honoring who you are before you ever part with your hard-earned cash. And I could do a whole nother podcast with you, Michelle, (laughs) on retail psychology. The minute you walk into that store, it's about getting you to part with your money. And when you go in there and you have no sense of what you have, you have no sense of what's on your calendar and what's coming up and how you need clothing to serve you, really serve you, not the other way. around. That's when you can get into trouble. So those are my seven, tips for your audience. I'm very happy with those. I hope all of uh, your listeners grabbed one or two uh, fresh ideas that work for them. Um, But I, you know, obviously, I think, you know, we love what we do. And the part that never gets old is when you're working with someone that starts the conversation with, I put a lot of weight on and my clothes don't fit and you leave with them rocking some earrings that their grandmother gave them or rocking a scarf on a basic dress that they picked up on a magical trip to Paris that they never had the confidence to wear. You see people show up differently, taller, stronger. When I work, I do do a lot of work, obviously, with um, professional men and women. Not all, but a good chunk. Yeah, I see people taking more risks speaking up at meetings taking a different seat at the table and that's what dressing well is all about
1: i love it and i love talking style we've had other guests you've been on twice and i just think it's an important conversation and as you were talking about again what i appreciate you is about uh, the the methodology that you've spent 25 years perfecting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because what I was thinking about is if you go into the store without realizing what you need, you might pick up some stuff and then you still don't have anything to wear. It's kind of like going to the market, which I'm guilty of, and buying a bunch of groceries and still not having anything to make for dinner. Right.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: It love- is. Yeah. Well, I just it just hit me. I was like, oh, this preparation. And not some of us, myself included, are not naturally oriented that way. But what you said really was like, I got it so clearly that this planning and, you know, the foundation you're laying is the, is the path. This is the way. Right. And then you just are going to build on that.
0: Right. Right. And I always say to Michelle, it's like, there's, there's, you know, a season for everything. And when when I was younger, I had time, more time to run to the mall as life changes and different responsibilities it's just a shift. So much of this is mindset, um, and and giving people the tools to make the time, or even say, you know, I don't want to spend time on this this year, and showing them that some some simple basics can be dressed up and dressed down. It does not, as I opened with, it does not have to be super complicated unless you make it. Absolutely. Like most things in life.
1: <laughs> yes, I've loved this conversation. I'm going to ask you just one fun question, just aligned with the the focus of the show, living a good life. What does living a good life mean to you?
0: Oh my goodness. Living a good life. Um, Getting up every morning, excited to be with the people that are in my immediate world, which is my family and my little sweet doggy, Susie Q. And knowing that I have a business that, that changes lives. And there's no drama in our world we're so blessed the the team is phenomenal the clients are phenomenal i think we have a really good product in the marketplace and i think that it attracts really great people and I get to connect, and I get to witness other people's stories, and be part of their journey. And that, to me, is just living an awesome life.
1: I love it. Well, this has been so much fun. Um, I'm sure you will be back on because we there are, like there's so many different facets of it that you can tackle. But um, this has been fantastic, and I think. I know I've taken a lot away and I know my audience has as well, or will be once they hear this, but, um, tell us again, you mentioned your website, where, where do you like to direct people to find you? Where do you like to hang out online?
0: Sure. We're at dressingwell.com and we just had our website just got a makeover, just nice. So that's exciting for us. Yeah. And um, our Facebook group, which we do a live at 7 p.m. every Wednesday night, is Beyond Dressing Well. Instagram is at Mary Lou Andre Style and Facebook is Dressing Well. All right. Perfect. And
1: just to make it easy for everyone, all of the show notes will be over at thegoodlifecoach.com with all of Mary Lou's social handles and the website. Um, Thanks for coming back on Always Fun Talking Style. And I'm definitely motivated. And I hope that everyone listening is feeling more confident about their abilities to make style a priority so that they can really feel like their best self and their most authentic self.
0: Correct. Correct.